This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. What was, okay, let's, let's, let, let me get your experience of, of leaving um, Kenya, Christian. At this time you're Christian, you're in the, you're in the scene. Yeah. What effect did that have on you in campus? I, I, I left with a great sense of nostalgia and, and homesickness. Not because I missed home, I missed the scene. And I missed being a part of this growing scene. Eh? Uh-huh. So what happened is I'm in campus and you, I had to go to the campus library to access internet to see what the Pulse, was it the Pulse? I think it was the Pulse, was mm. writing about. That was the only kind of like big publication mm. and it wasn't even online. Yeah. Uh, it was, the Pulse was a, a standard, isn't it? Yeah. So it, the standard was online. So I'd go there and see, okay, so what's happening? What, yes, yes. What, uh, what are these groups? What's Daddy Owen, do, Daddy Owen doing? You know, what's Jokesy doing? What are these, what are these, this guy? What's Rafton? It was Rafton, oh, I'm forgetting some important people. Rafton, Henry Mutuku. Yes. Uh, what are they doing? What's going on with Kina? You know, all these different guys. And it was then that the seed was planted in my heart for my next season of life. Oh, my next season in the industry, which was uh, a little website, a little known website called Moafrica.com. <laughs> Wait, did you start Moafrica? You started when, when you came back? I, so this is what happened. Okay. When I was away in Australia, I kept wondering, why can't I read about the gospel music scene? Why is it that that okay? I, I'm the Pulse has all these stories, and there's one little paragraph about uh, Rafton. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or about Jemima Thiong or about Esther Wahome. And I'm like, I want to read more about this. At the time, there was a Christian website that I was on daily called gospelflavor.com, mm-hmm. American site. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't even know if they're still in existence, F-L-A-V-A, Gospel Flavor. And I was on that site every day. And they fed my appetite for the American scene because it was very vibrant mm-hmm. back then. And I'd read about Trinity 5-7 and Virtue and all these different guys on this, Kirk Franklin and all these guys. And I, in my heart, the seed was deposited for I want a Kenyan thing that does this. Mm-hmm. So when I came back into the country, I worked for, for a very short time with a small IT, what was then a small IT company. Mm-hmm. And one of their clients was a guy called Joshua Moniki. Joshua Moniki, who now is the head of uh, Andela. Mm-hmm. You know Josh? Mm-hmm. And Josh walks in and I know he, of Josh. You know of Josh. And, and he uh, has a website that he wants to start called Campus Vibe. And it's this thing that just collates just lifestyle and stories from all the campuses. Brilliant guy, brilliant idea. I saw that thing and I thought, this is exactly what I want for gospel music. What year is this? This is, um, <clears throat> oh my, 2004 or 2005, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Yes. And when I, when I came back into the country about that time, I met two of my, two of my good friends who were doing concerts in Uganda. So it was interesting because now I've missed a couple of years and when I come back, I find that the scene is now thriving a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And not only are we doing well, 
we'd take our artists to Kampala <laughs> and they would pack out shows there. Yeah. So we'd take Sita, they would pack out shows. What? We'd take SK Blue, they would pack out shows there. We'd take uh, uh, Rafton, they'd pack out shows. I remember whenever we'd go to Kampala, we'd get off the bus and immediately guys in Kampala hear that the three of us are in town. They're like, bring the music. One time we took them a Rafton song to Power, Ray, Power FM in, in Kampala. Yeah. I'm telling you, within half an hour of us guys landing, that song was on the air. So, so I met this, these guys and... Uh, that is huge. I mean, dude, just let me tell you why I say that is huge. Um, I understand the need before internet has exploded uh, oh, to yeah, the level yeah, yeah. that it's gone to of music distribution. And what you're saying, I actually did that. I did that for oh, yeah, yeah. Chris yeah, yeah. Ero. I did that for Mavon mm. Worship. But you are talking about the before. I always wondered how the Daddy Owens... So, and so how, how that happened was through radio. Yes, Power Be- FM. Because there were there were a couple of people who there was no no, no I'm talking in Kenya. Okay. Uh, uh, family Family FM, but it was only Kubamba because they were still playing a lot of uh, CCM white mm-hmm. white gospel music from the US. Didn't connect as much with our audience. I worked there, by the way, as a radio presenter for a little while, but that's another story. Um, uh, Kubamba, their radio show. By this time, I think they were on Metro FM. Mm-hmm. Before it was a reggae station, it was like a, like a youth station or something like that. Um, and then uh, television, there was a guy called Arthur K. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arthur K had a show called The Stomp. Look at The Stomp. Yeah, The Stomp. The Stomp, right. yes, yes, yeah. yes. yes. Started to, it's first started on Saturdays. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and I think those were the main, those were the main platforms. Eh? Mm-hmm. And that was before even guys like Pinye would play gospel music. Mm. You know, even that Kawan Katoken song, that was before that yep. season. So, or maybe he did play, I don't remember it very clearly, but um, so <clears throat> when, when I come back, I, I take a look at gospelflavor.com and then I see what Josh is doing with Campus Vibe and I know this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And at, uh, at a meeting somewhere, it's called uh, Hostels, the three of us sit and we dream up Africa.com. And who's the third person? Uh, there, were, there were three guys, there was a guy called uh, uh, Rollins uh, and a guy called Manu. Mm, yes. Manu Ogombo. Now, about that time, I don't even remember what, what year this is, we, we start Mofrica.com. Now, <coughs> what we were, was we were, I don't know, how, how would you describe it? It was like, you were like the Gafla. Gafla, the Pulse, the Curation, you were yeah. the distribution platform. Yeah. You are where you go to find out about events, what's mm. happening in the scene, uh, new artists, what events just went down. Yeah, yeah. Now, what was interesting? So, yeah, we did, we did, we did reviews, album reviews, movie mm-hmm. reviews. We did event reviews. That was a big part of what we did. Yeah. Do you know between the three of us and maybe one or two other guys, Giorgio Law and Mr. Sam? Yeah. We interviewed the entire industry. <laughs> it, it was crazy when I think about it now. I'm just like. You name someone who was active then. I met with them very likely and interviewed them and did a profile on them. Yep. I did profiles on every artist. So I Daddy Owen, Rafton, Henry Motuku, SK Blue, Harry G. Um, I can't even remember. The Mavuna Worship. Mavuna Worship Project. I did a review on that. Asta. Asta. <laughs> I did all your records. I did Riga. I did hip hop. I did I did everyone. I did Giuliani. Yep. I did movie. I did uh, Chris. What is her name? Uh, Christine Della. Christine, Christine Della. Christine Della. Yeah. Uh, Mission Driven. 
mission driven i did thought i have a picture of mission driven i'll give you yeah. with the one and only honorable sakaja it's this picture right here <laughs> this this picture that you're looking at right now very funny yeah um but and, and what people don't understand let me just say this this is when i met you mm. so i'm like first and foremost i was i loved websites because i had a website in madness but it was totally opposite from what you were doing <laughs> yeah, and i, I understood that, yeah. the power of website and for me that was, it was insane that i couldn't find information on the gospel music industry but when i knew this thing is insane is because i've just become a musician my first ever performance oh, yes. as a musician yes, yes, yes. was at the moafrica.com uh, launch it, website, yeah, launch, website launch which I remember again that. is at npc <laughs> sit up i remember they you smoke and light i know <laughs> in fact we did a Kijiji set because Kijiji was launching as a, as a record label. Absolutely. Just to under, and that's the level and the and the magnitude at which Mofrika was. Actually, how how you ended up on that gig is Kanji told me about you. I think I, I, he told me about you and he was like, this guy is a really good cat, good rapper. And I remember walk, you you walking in on the day of the gig and thinking, this is the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, this is the guy they are, they are raving about. I'm just yeah. like, this guy is Kat's Karafian. Yeah. But then I remember that was your first performance. At, and, at then, and then, not and Goey was our MC. I remember that. Goey, that's insane. Yeah, I remember that. We had a whole Kijiji Entertainment set. I'm talking about Nema was on that set. Mm. Chizzy was on that set. Kanji was oh, on yeah, that yeah. set. Yeah. And I had interviewed all of you. I had reviewed all your music. Yeah. So, just to show the scope of the industry mm -hmm. was, it, it was, it was much smaller. But it was beginning to to bubble under eh? when, yeah. when we began doing doing more freaky. We'd go with cover gigs. I remember going for. Can you remember? Close your eyes. You came with Mugash and you were filming. My yes, 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 yes. I remember that. Baptist, and and that was not being done absolutely, before. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm talking about two camera shoot during what you're calling the Sadaka performance. Absolutely, and and uh, I worked with Ken Law, and Ken would cut the videos for me. In fact, I have a beautiful uh, video of Aaron Rimbui's first album launch Thanks. featuring Eric Wainain and they do a song together and Ken Olo, big up Ken, he did that, he did that for me. Um, so, so... Let me just show you the power of this and I'm not, not to dwell on this but also to dwell on, on this. I can't find that footage anywhere else unless it's through you. Mm. As somebody even who used to create a lot of content to show how nobody else was doing this. Mm. People have to understand KenyanGospel.com, which was done by DJ Fresh, mm. came after. Mm. There was no other place you could go and find yeah. we, we, information I, on the... I tell you, I think my e-commerce background kind of came into play here. Yeah? Uh, that whole website and whatnot, that's where I got that from. But, but I, I felt very fortunate. I felt like I had a front row seat to everything. Like there's nothing that happened in the industry I didn't know about. There's mm -hmm. no music that I didn't know about. There's no album launch. There's no. I mean, there's. I covered. I remember going to SK Blue. SK Blue had an album called Prophecy. Mm. Oh man, biggest album I'd ever listened to. Chacha and Flags. I covered his album launch. I did video. I did. I did pictures. I did story. I went to Zaidi Mziki's album launch at yeah, uh, yeah, JCC. Yeah, 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 and Zaidi yeah. Mziki, I think then were just. When I came back into the country, I heard of a group called Gospel Fathers. Mm -hmm. Uh, who are blowing up, but then when they came together with a group called Jogsi and they formed Zaidi Mziki, that was that was the biggest <laughs> group I had ever I had ever encountered. And, and they played at, at our we got to one million hits or something like that. Yes, Africa to come and we did a big celebration party, and I called in all the artists and all the artists. Where, where did you do that celebration party? We did it at uh, August 7th Memorial Park. Yes, 
yeah, 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 yeah. And I got, uh, you know, I got uh, Peter Dara, I got Kavutha Monzia, Ndenya, I got Atemi, I got Neema. Neema actually was in charge of putting the gig together. Uh, who else was on stage? I got a whole ton. Zaidi Amziki uh, did one of the most unforgettable live sets I've ever seen. Yes. Uh, Jemima Thiongo uh, was there. And there was just a ton of guys. I don't remember. Forgive me if I, if I skip a name. Um, and and so so that was a season where we began to document and we did that for maybe four or five years we documented every event everything going on we interviewed everybody from you know from Mombasa uh, it really was Nairobi and Mombasa to be honest back yep. then there was one group from Nakuru or LD and I, I, feel, I feel so bad because I forget them I forget their name a rap group but but we we covered we it's interviewed. not cubanautics cubanautics <laughs> cubanautics that's it yeah. and uh, we covered every we covered events in fact I was telling you I found my hard disk that has a ton of pictures yeah we covered there was a gig called uh, First Fridays uh-huh there was a gig called First Fridays Kavuda Mwanzia and Benya Masuko yep. revolutionary they went from church to church doing this worship gig oh they I went have, from church to church I, I have like a thousand pictures no they went from church to church I followed them everywhere they went Nairobi Nairobi Chapel, Bapo, uh, Good Shepherd, uh, St. Andrews, everywhere they went. I have all those pictures because I went for all those gigs. And I really feel like Mofrika really helped to begin to put um, the industry in the spotlight. Yeah. Producers, you know, I interviewed every producer yep. there was. Yep. I can't remember them now, but RK. Blackman. Uh, I, I, I interviewed Blackman, Richard Kasika. Richard Kasika. I interviewed Richard Kasika. What? His profile was on my website. I interviewed all the DJs. Back then it was a very different list because it was uh, DJ <laughs> Kevin who was a beast of yeah. a DJ back in the day. DJ Kevin Mulay. Kevin Mulay. Yeah, DJ Kev. DJ Kev. Uh, DJ Josh. Let uh, me tell you another Kanyaga. DJ Nevs. DJ Rick. DJ Rick. I interviewed DJ Rick. DJ J. DJ Kim. Uh, uh, DJs. Uh, Sundayschool.com. Just a ton of guys. What? And we had... We, for, I tell you, for about maybe four, four or five years, everything is documented about the industry. And that was a time when it, it really just kind of began to pick. And I, I, can tell you, I can tell you why I know that. Because shortly after that, or in that season, I get invited to Kisima. Mm -hmm. Kisima Awards. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. And that was a time when it really just kind of began to pick and I, I can tell you I can tell you why I know that because shortly after that or in that season I get invited to Kisima Kisima Awards uh, and they asked me to join the panel that for me was a big statement Kisima Awards asked you to join the panel because yes. of your because of Africa. And it was what it told, it told me a couple of things. One is that Mofrika is doing its work and it's doing well. But secondly, it told me that gospel, they're beginning to appreciate the power of this thing, of, of gospel music. Eh? Uh, Giuliani obviously was you know big in that season. And so 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 I joined Kisima. 
And I have never made this confession to anyone. I joined Kisima with a very clear agenda. You can guess what my agenda was. To ensure that gospel, gospel takes... music. And I, I am unashamed about it. I, when they invited me, I knew that I was the gospel guy. Yes. So, so that's what I'm there to push. Yes. I was there with a very strong agenda. At the time, what they wanted was... So guys like Giuliani now were, were really kind of blowing up. When did they invite you to Kisima? I can't... It was about... Um, was it the year I... I no, was it was that? before that. But I was on the panel that year when you, you won. Yes. No, I was on the panel then, but it probably was a year before that. What year did you win? In 2007. I probably joined about that time. Because that's how when I Jamaine, In fact, I won, Jamaima Vyonga won. There was a lot of other people. No, who in did. fact, hang on, let me tell you, let me tell you the story. Because uh. that night the two of you won, and I have the picture of you stealing my Kisima. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> me trying to punch you. And Jemima, uh, the two of you won. I remember that. That was just the tip of the iceberg because Jemima won best gospel. Uh-huh. I don't remember what, what did you win? I won best contemporary Christian hip hop. Oh, hip hop, mainstream. No, music, music. Actually, I need. Wait, can Jebu return my Kisima? <laughs> <laughs> but I, ha I have all the pictures and yes. whatnot. Now, at the time, gospel was was blowing up, and what what Kisima really wanted was was gospel should have a category of its own, and everybody should compete in that category. Mm -hmm. Don't enter other categories. And I remember us having robust arguments about that. Eh? I'm just like my guy. If a guy is a good rapper, he's a good rapper. Regardless of what his content is, he should be in the mainstream category. Yep. I took that fight to Kisima and I I remember, you know, fighting with uh, uh, Shafi Weru was in the panel then and I I can't remember the rest of the guys, Victor Mayeya, who was leading Kisima at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, this was past, this was post the the, the drama regarding Ted Josiah and yes. his ownership and whatnot. That kind of set, it was settling down then. And uh, I realized I'm not winning this battle. So I had to be clever. Again, I made this confession. What I did is I told the kids, I had to be sneaky. I told the Kisima guys, my guy, you know, uh, I may not always be here. Can I get someone to come and sit in when I'm not here? And I got a guy called George, George. Law. Ah, yeah, yeah, he was yeah, working yeah. for me at Africa. Did I ever miss a meeting? Never. No. So the two of us now sat there and I pulled him in. <laughs> and we had two voices. <laughs> then I told them, listen, there's a scene. We need to capture what's happening down in Coastal because there's a scene there. And there was a DJ there called DJ Linium. Yes. Uh, it was a gospel DJ back in the day. And I got DJ Linium to join the panel. And I was increasing our voice. Alpha K was on the panel uh, already. And he was now the stomp. Yes. So I was just like, my guy, me, I have an agenda. I am unashamed about what my agenda is. And I, you know, I'm the gospel guy on the thing. Do you know, when I began to realize that this gospel thing is really, really taking over. Was in either 2008 or 2009, Kisima Awards happened at um, KICC. Uh -huh. And they had 11 awards, I still remember. And I wrote the story on it. I told it on my blog as well. They had 11 awards. Do you know how many awards were won by gospel guys? Uh -uh. Take a guess. Seven. From the 11 awards... From 11 awards, 10 awards. Uh, it could be 9 or 10, but it probably is 10 awards were won by gospel guys. Giuliani beat out Jaguar for Artist of the Year. And won a million. And won a million shillings. Yes. I remember that, yeah. And the Nairobi, Nairobi County, Nairobi City Council back then, I think other guys who gave the money. Uh, Kevo Youth 
What? Won best reggae act, movie. <laughs> uh, I don't best Afro something act, uh, BMF, best what? group, uh, MOG, uh, best reggae song or something. Yeah. I don't remember what what it was, but there was BMF, there was MOG, uh, there was Giuliani. He won a couple. There was Boovy, um, there was Kevo Youth. That's insane. Uh, and I just knew my work was done. I knew my work was, but I'll tell you what, I didn't, and here's the thing, as a, as a panelist, I never had any access to the back end. I was probably one of the fringe panelists, yes. so I had no access to any of that. But it began to tell me that gospel music now was on the rise, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, that's, that's the one year that I began, I, it opened my eyes and I was like, whoa, some, something is happening in our scene that we are not... You know, we, we kind of need to kind of put our finger on and realize. And that's when gospel music began its best years. Yes. I used to, I used to say, later on I joined now uh, Groove Awards. And I, I used to say every time, guys, we are living in the good old days of gospel music. Mm-hmm. That was my speech every year <laughs> at, at Groove. We are yeah. living in the, in the good old days. Because gospel music at the time was just riding high. Ah, it was insane. I mean, at, at that time, uh, there was, you know, Giuliani. Giuliani, and I worked with Giuliani closely. Yeah. Uh, best and we'll guy get to I that, ever, yes, yes. Best guy I ever worked with. Yeah? But I worked with, I worked with Giuliani. I, I saw your, your MOGs. Daddy Owen. Daddy Owen was crazy big. Ah, Daddy Owen, I think, won three or four years in a row. He won Best Male Artist of the Year. And, and that awards. year he won, I think, six awards. He left with every award. The year of Let Salute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daddy Owen was like being up for an Oscar <laughs> in the year of Lord of the Rings. I know. Or being up for a Grammy in the year of... of Lauren Hill. Or Lauren Hill. Or, or, or you know. So <laughs> It's just like, you are really good, but that was Daddy Owen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and he did this Systemia uh, 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 Kapungala, and then he did Tobina. He did Tobina, and then he then did, did Keroro, Kiriro, Kiriro, and then he did that big jam. Why do I forget the jam with all these Saluti. this lady Saluti? Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. man, then you. And then just when you thought, okay, now he's done, he comes and does Mbona. Absolutely, <laughs> and this guy was. There are a couple of guys who just really pushed this narrative, narrative forward. Yeah. I think your MOGs, your Giuliani's, your uh, Daddy Owens. Your, I can't even remember the guys now, but there's a, there's a whole stack of guys who really kind of pushed the narrative. Something uh, very strange happened in that Kisima where I think you were first involved, which was also the introduction of Live Band. Remember, it was the first Kisima where... It was, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was at uh, Marula Manaf. Yes, mm. I remember because that was my first performance, and which I thought was norm. Mm. It's just that during practices, when the Chris Adwars and everybody, yeah, yeah. and I remember Juakali would come and... Joakali would be looking at the bass guy and telling him to play and he's like, that's the bass guy. It's mm. not even the live guitar. Mm. So that was a head again, <laughs> again for... Yeah, 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 absolutely. For in terms of production, I think they did a really good job with production in their, in, in some of those, not the early years, but some of their middle years. Yes. Uh, but then they had, a, I think, just a spectacular collapse. But nah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you a hard question, Korea. What happened to Africa.com? I know people must be watching this and wondering, okay, like if this thing was all excellent, what what cut? You know, um, you you know, we were a product that was completely ahead of our time. Yeah, our model for revenue at the at the time was digital. I mean, you're talking about the two or four, two or five, 
nobody mm-hmm. was spending on digital. Mm-hmm. I remember setting up Google Ads. And with all the traffic I made, at the end of the year, I made like $3 mm. on Google Ads. I always felt Google Ads gone at me by then. You always say, Google. But just the, the, the revenue. So I was funding it out of my own savings, out of my own pocket. Yes. We had, I had a bit of advertising, Groove Awards would advertise with me, Kijiji would advertise with me. Which was ahead of its time, putting a banner. And or, or selling yeah, banners, exactly. nobody, nobody did that. Yeah. The only people who were doing that was Nation. You know what I mean? Not yeah. even the standard was yep. Nation. Yep. And we, we just, we collapsed under the weight of, of a, just a poor, of and you had staff. Poor model. And I had staff, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I had mean, staff. like guys needed to go write stories, photographies, all of these oh, things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Sam, who is yeah, now a big big time, you know, name in TV production and DJing, uh, Jojo Law, uh, big up Jojo Law, yeah. you know. And um, and I remember at the time getting into conversations with different people trying to figure out a model. Eh? And I got into conversations with um, Mike Strano. Yes. Uh, and Mike Strano was fat and trying to figure out how do we do a fat gospel? And so we can partner together and we can get this thing kind of off the ground. Um, but I think at the end of the day, just the, the, we were too far ahead of our time. Yeah, I agree. I remember one time going to Nakumat. I went and made a cold call at Nakumat. <laughs> I showed them my numbers. I showed them my scope. I was taken to the MD's office. He was completely blown away. He was very impressed with our numbers. He said, what? You can reach young guys. This is the numbers you have. At <coughs> the time, analytics wasn't what it is today. Yes, yes? So yes. we didn't have the strong analytics. Mm. And Nakumat said to me, man, we're on board, for sure. We're in the meeting with a guy called Manu, one of, my, one, of the founder, one of the founders. And then, so the MD signed off on it. Then he sent us to one of his guys. One of this, this guy, he looks at this thing and he's like, wow, this thing is brilliant. We are on it for a year. And they were giving us the resources for it for a year. And then he noticed, he's like, oh, but there's a lot of Christian stuff on this thing. <laughs> and, I remember Manu and I spoke to each other thinking this is a trick question. Does he not know we are a Christian brand? As soon as he discovered we are a Christian brand, the story changed. And they were just like, oh, don't call us. We'll call we'll you. We'll call you. Still waiting on that call, Nakumat. <laughs> <laughs> I love what you're saying. It's not days like now when Bahati has a full TV show. Oh, no, Christian brand had a negative connotation towards it. I, I in terms think, of yeah, yeah, yeah. I think until that golden age of gospel music, 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012, those four or five years, I think, were the golden years when, when gospel began to really grow. I mean, I remember, if I, if I go back a little bit further, uh, there was this huge gig, a secular gig called uh, Beats of the Season. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's far, that's far Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think Pinya used, used to DJ at Beats of the Season. Yeah. And Beats of the Season used to have a gospel act, two gospel acts actually, the token gospel acts. All over the dance group and Peter Dara. Yep. So this, we were coming from a place where we didn't have the visibility or the big names. Or any, I mean, we knew Rafton because he had, he had done, you know... He was secular and he had come gospel. Huh? First he was secular yeah, and he had yeah, become yeah, gospel. Yeah, that, is, that as well. And Henry Mutuku had done Manzi Mwamana and songs like that. But we really just didn't have... So this era of Kina Daddy Owen and Kina Giuliani and whatnot, it really, an MOG really began to open us up to to just the, the mainstream. And, but at the time, gospel, there just wasn't, we couldn't sustain, mm-hmm. we couldn't sustain. And it was actually in that season that we came up with another website. Yes, okay. Uh-huh. In that season. What happened is that as I served, and for me, let me tell you, Richie, 
for me, my desire was to see the industry grow. It, it's always been, I've mm. never been about growing my brand or my name or, for me, it was always, even more Africa, if you remember, we never did scandal, never. Mm. If a guy was caught, if a guy was caught in, in scandal, that was not our story. Mm. We always said, how do we give a good spin on this story? That, that's always been my heart. I remember we'd go for gigs. Richie, if we came for your gig and that gig had uh, 100 people. And I took pictures. Nobody would know it had 100 people. <laughs> it's true. We went for... We went for Crowd a shots. <laughs> Let me show you. I actually have the pictures of a gig for Papa San. Papa San came to Kenya. I know. I cut and raised for that. Oh, you thing. did? Yes. And I have it, pictures. It, it, and it, I have it, a really good picture of you. I know. Looking in the sky. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and, and, and... Yeah, yeah. It's a good picture, though. I took it myself, my guy. Huh? Yeah. Papa San was a terrible gig, Bana. Yep. It was a Wednesday or a Thursday gig yep. during the middle of the day, and we were like a hundred guys yep. at Nyayo Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at my coverage of that gig, you would never know. Uh, Me, my goal was, man, gospel is doing well. <laughs> Papa San has flown Papa in. Papa San is here. He, he threw down, Bana. My God, we did that gig. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I have pictures. I'll show you the pictures yeah. of my hand uh, but that was that was always my heart. So as I served the industry, one of the things I realized is that people really struggled because there was no distribution. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I have pictures. I'll show you the pictures yeah. on my hand disk. Uh, but that was, that was always my heart. So as I served the industry, one of the things I realized is that people really struggled because there was no distribution. Mm-hmm. So gospel artists, when they came for interviews at our office, would always say, Kuriyabana, Kuriyabana, do something, help us. And it was in that season that I began to ask myself questions about distribution. So, so I set up a little stand and people brought their music and we'd, and we'd always sell their music. Yes. And they'd be like, you guys can help us crack this distribution thing. And what we decided to do is we thought, let's set up stores around the country. It was the first thing. At the time, there were a couple of people who had stores. There was David McCalli. He had uh, what was it called? Some Sounds of Africa. I don't remember. Yes, Sound of Africa. Sound yes. of Africa. Yeah, that was that was his, his company. Yeah, so he'll be at he'll be inside Nakumat and yes, things like yes, that. Yes, absolutely. So I remember going to Capital Center and there was a Sound of Africa there. So David Macaulay was selling music. Kijiji was trying, but the model that they had was a was a delivery model. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was like a Uber Eats mm-hmm. <laughs> type thing. Call us and we'll bring yep. it to you type thing. Uh, I went down to Kasanga. Because Kasanga was the only guy who had shops around the country at the time. Mm-hmm. Kasanga Music Store. I even went to River Road and found a Nduti. Nduti one-stop shop. Guess <laughs> from River Road will know, will know Nduti. And I took a look at the model. Eh? And the more I thought about the more I thought this model will not work. Yeah. I, I thought there must be a, a simpler, cheaper model. And it was in that season that we envisioned a website for distribution of music called Pewahewa. Dot com. Yep, was going to be the, the, the goose that lays the golden egg. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how I pitched it to my partners to get them on board. I was like, guys, this thing is ready. Do you know Richie? Pewahewa.com was the first, first or second, I think the first website globally 
to sell consumer products using mobile money. Yep. Nobody had done it. Yep. In fact, it was such a phenomenon when we launched Pewahewa.com because at that time we, we were doing, uh, uh, it was um, uh, buy music using M-Pesa and Zap. Exactly, <laughs> Zap. Yeah. Zap was uh, Zane. Yeah. Uh, and nobody was doing it. We got so much press, both locally and internationally for Pewahewa.com. Eh? I was on every TV station, every radio station, every newspaper to talk about these guys are now selling music online. And you can, I mean, there's Amazon. You and could whatnot, buy it but, with M. But you could buy yes. it with M Pesa. With mobile Zap, money. With mobile money. Mm. Do you know I was invited to the Global Mobile Money Conference in Dubai? What? To go and speak about Pewahewa and about what we are doing. And do you know who was speaking immediately after me on the program? Who? Michael Joseph. <laughs> no way. Here I am, this little kid. I just have an idea. So did he and go? I, I didn't raise the funds. Okay, and they thought you were. But I, I, a couple of things. I, I was also in a transitionary life season as well. Okay. Uh, Family-wise, work-wise. So I didn't actually go. But we had been invited to, to this conference. And, and so, so the idea was you go, just like, I mean, people understand the concept now. Yeah. You go on, you put your music in the cart. There's a thing you do. I mean, the press came for us. We did a launch at the Stanley. I think you were at the launch. Mm. Were at the launch, yeah, mm. you were at the launch. And um, fuck you and recruited me. Yeah, and but the thing about Perohewa again, like Morefrica.com, is we were completely ahead of our time. Yeah. The teething problems we had with M-Pesa and integration of systems, uh, it, it it was it was hard. It took us a while to kind of get our and I remember I used to do customer service for Perohewa. Yeah. I decided to do it myself so that I give guys a good product. And you could go onto the website anytime and you just click poop. I need some help with this and either I or one of my guys would type back and do it. Nobody locally was doing anything like that. Yep. And um, man, it was, it was such a phenomenon. But here's the thing about business, Richie, and you know, huh? <laughs> Chacha, guys will come and tell you, do this thing, we'll buy your music, we'll do your, we'll, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yep. this thing will be such a big hit. We got so much press, but sold such little music. Uh. Um, our friends would go on and buy music and then send me a message and say, I bought music off your site. And at the time, we were working with MCSK. I was going to get there, yeah. We were working with MCSK with uh, Morris from it. He was, he was the MD at MCSK then, or the ED. And uh, so they gave us their entire catalog. Let me tell you, I had just anything you can think of. That would be Kabak. I do not a gospel site. Yes. Anything. It was Kenyan music. It was Kenyan music. So Pewahewa. I had. Pewahewa, I had I had uh, Benga from back in the day. You know what I mean? I had Zook from back in the day. I had I had gospel music. I had your I had secular music. I remember getting into beef with Nonini once because I did a review. Yeah. I did a review of one of his songs and he, he sent me a couple of F-bombs. <laughs> As a result. We were all young and stupid. And and um, yeah, but but um yeah, but let me say also, huge catalog. the challenge of going the MCSK route, I know because, Kuri, I don't think you remember, but you actually hired me, not hired me, but we partnered. We did. In a sense where I could go, because I had a huge artist network, yeah. and I was an artist, yeah. and I was interested in distribution. So I'd go and collect music from mm -hmm. them. And I'll never... Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that yeah. very clearly. Yeah, yeah. So, I'll, but part of the challenge... That was your payment for performing at my gig. <laughs> I'm the one who introduced you to the world, my guy. Part of the challenges of going the MCSK route and not to bring in the dramas of the MCSK 
was just that whole mechanical rights. Oh, I'll yeah, never yeah, forget oh, yeah, ZD. Yeah. ZD calling me and saying, how is our song? Because everyone yeah. had, had called all these guests for their music. Why are we on Pewa Hewa? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were, I don't deny, there were concerns. I was very green behind the years back then. I didn't understand. All I knew is MCSK called me and said, there's a partnership, we'll give you all our music. And I was like, I don't have to call all the artists. Sweet. Like this library has been open to me. So, I mean, I, I do yeah. admit that there was, there was some concerns, legitimate concerns there, because yeah. I got a lot of those calls as well. But the reality is that people just didn't buy music. And that was very that, disappointing. That was the call. That was very disappointing for us because we put in all our resources, all our energy into this thing. I mean, in hindsight, we, and I always say hindsight is 2020, we could have done some things differently. Uh, but then, but then, um, the pioneer you know, we, we had this, we had this really good season. Um, but we just, we were just unable to sustain power. And it was one of the, when I look at one of the regrets of my life, I think is that we, we probably should have knocked on a few more doors for more partnerships and just stuck in there because the thing about business, man, is you, you kind of have to put your hand to the plow and not look back. You mm. just say, we are doing this thing. Mm. Uh, but that takes another kind But of I think after doing Mofika for four or five years and funding it and then doing Pewa Hewa, yeah, like, hey. I just, I, I didn't, and then at the time I was getting into, into... Church ministry. Church ministry, but also artist management. Aha, in fact, at the time. Hold it right there. Let me change your battery when we come back. Sure thing. We're going to continue. We're going to enter now this whole artist management because people just need to... Anyway, we'll enter this whole artist management story. Sure thing. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.